This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey's Solutions. This is a brand new radio show providing biblical answers for money and life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too. And we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall. Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the Internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the Internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Hi, I'm Peter Nielsen, and I'm excited to say that my home for Peter's Principles Radio is right here on Faith Talk 1500. Join me every Saturday at 12 noon so we can truly get better together. Peter's Principles is really about one word. It's about God's hope. And to me, hope means having optimum positive emotions about something that seems nearly impossible. Join me every Saturday at 12 noon so we could finish the race strong together. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too. And we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall. Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the Internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the Internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Looking for more than just a job? Look in the right place. For a career that inspires you, visit ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Myron Jenkins. So glad to be with you on this beautiful Saturday day. Uh, It's beautiful because we haven't got rain yet. (laughs) So we're so glad to be here once again on another Saturday. So glad to be with you uh, once again here sharing the Word of God and 
uh, have an opportunity by our Lord, Lord and Savior to, to share his word with you, our radio listeners. If you've been listening, we thank you for continuing listening and uh, continue for your support and all that you do on your cards and your letter. We, we, just, we just so much appreciate all that you do, our radio listening audience. And we thank you that if you're listening for the very first time, we want you to stay tuned. Uh, don't turn that radio dial. This is Biblical Living Live. And where we talk about the Bible and how we can live it better. We all can do better. Uh, none of us have arrived. Uh, the Bible says we go from glory to glory, meaning that we're supposed to get better at, at our walk in Christ and get closer to Christ in our walk. And this is the the the, 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 the the reason we come on and the reason God has given me this mantle is to help us all. And I say us. When I say us, it means me too because I'll have some growing to do just like you do. Oh, we all do. There's no one that have arrived, like as I said. So we all have some growing to do, but we need to understand the Bible because many times we don't, we hear preaching. Uh, we don't get sometimes teaching, don't clarify. And then sometimes we get mixed up in uh, what is being taught, and, and, and we get kind of turned around. But we want you to know that we're here to uh, share the Word of God with you, to to share the Word of God so you have a better understanding of the Word of God. And this is our, our mission here, to uh, spread the gospel, the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible told us to go all in, in all the world and preach the gospel. It told us to teach to, uh, to them, uh, to, to observe the things whatsoever, he has commanded of us uh, and said, Lo, I'll be with you even to the ends of the earth. So we know that God is with us when we do his commission and do his work. So with that in mind, as I said, once again, thank you for our uh, uh, radio listeners, continue listening. Some of you, I thank you that you uh, have been praying and taking on the mantle of, uh, we had mentioned that we are building, a, uh, uh, remodeling a new studio where we can have studio audience uh, to be uh, participants uh, so that um, we can do some things a little differently. God has been giving me a little vision on some things differently. We uh, will be sharing that as the studio gets completed and as we get uh, into that place. But we just want you to continually to support, continue to pray, and see what God have would have you to do to, to become a biblical faith ministry partner, to partner along with us here on Biblical Living Live to uh, help us and do what God has commissioned us to do. So we certainly uh, thank you, and we would just ask you just pray. Whatever God tells you to do, whatever he tells you to send, if he says a dollar, send a dollar. If he says a nickel, send a nickel. If he says 10,000, send 10,000. If he says 1,000, 150, whatever God will put on your heart to help us do what God has commissioned us to do here, we just ask that you pray. And that's the first thing you'd always do is to pray so that you can uh, make the right decision so God and the Holy Spirit can minister to your heart to what you need to do. So you never do more than you should do, so you never put yourself in any strain. You do what God tells you to do. He'll bless you because you do it out of the goodness of the heart. Remember, God said he hell loves a cheerful giver, not begrudgingly or not out of necessity. God loves a cheerful giver. Those that give from the cheerfulness of their heart, the love of God to see his gospel proclaimed and preached. That's what God would have you to do. So with that in mind, uh, today we've been talking, as we've been we're in the book of Mark, and uh, today we're going to kind of cover 8 through uh, eight through 11, I believe, 
Uh, we're going to try to cover through those. We're kind of taking our time. We're kind of breaking it down and trying to explain some things. We're talking about baptism today. We have been talking a little bit last week on baptism. We're going to kind of finish up on that baptism and what the baptism is, the baptism of the submersion and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how does it take place in our lives. I mean, many times people go somewhere and they get some strange ways of how we're supposed to get the Holy Spirit. We're going to explain today when you get him and, and when the Holy Spirit takes place in your life, and it takes place that time all the time. It's never a change and when it comes into your life. So if those out there listening, you don't, you have never really heard it explained to you well, today we're going to try to be do our best to break it down so you get a better understanding. So with that in mind, let us pray. And I want to give a shout-out to my wife, uh, uh, Sandra, who uh, last night ministered. Uh, and I was trying to get her to come on and, and minister that message today, but she didn't uh, feel like she could would be up to it today, so uh, so I'm here. So I just want to uh, encourage her because she's got a great word in her and she just needs to get it out sometime. Uh, but with that in mind, I want to pray, then let's get into this message. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name to thanking you for another day, another time, another hour. Lord God, we just thank you for this time that, Lord, we can share your word. Lord, let me decrease that you may increase in my life. Lord God, Holy Spirit, have your way in this broadcast that those that are listening, Lord God, anoint their ears to hear your word, Lord God. Anoint their hearts, Lord God, to receive you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, anoint their minds, Lord God, to understand your word, Lord God, that they'll understand what you're saying to them, Lord, and how they are to live this gospel, Lord Jesus. So, Father, if anyone, Lord, that don't know you about the pardoning of their sins, Father God, we ask you, Lord, to, to Lord, to, to, they will ask by the end of this broadcast, what must I do to be saved to inherit this eternal life? Lord God, that they may have this eternal life where they become saved, Lord God, and where they become a part of these this believer body, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you today. We praise you today. We give you glory and honor today for all that you do, Lord God. We just thank you. We praise you. Father God, for all that you do, Lord, if somebody that's backslidden, Lord God, that feel that, Lord, you, you've, you've, you've turned your back on them, Lord God, we ask you to touch their hearts today, Lord, knowing that you never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God, you don't turn your back on us, Lord, we always are the ones that turn our back on you, Lord, that if we just turn to you, Lord God, and run towards you, Lord God, you say, draw nigh unto me, and I draw nigh unto you, Lord God, and we will not draw nigh unto you, we will come to you, Lord God, with our hurts, pains, our circumstances, and situations, Lord God. God, and lay them at your feet at the throne, Lord God, that you would bless us, Lord God, in our walk, bless us, and Lord, our lifestyle, bless us, Lord God, in our lives, Lord, and what we would have need of. So, Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor for all that takes place. In Jesus' name, amen. Faith Management, a church construction contractor, opens the door to your vision for your next church building. From conception to completion, Myron Jenkins works personally with you and your team. Faith Management provides design and construction service, project management, or the best in renovation and restoration. Call Myron now at 734-487-8770 or email Myron directly at faithmink at yahoo.com. That's faith. M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Faith Management has financing available for your church project. Call now. Attention builders and contractors. Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. 
Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art, three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome everybody to Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Ryan Rajika. So glad to be back with you once again on another beautiful Saturday day. Uh, we're here. If you got your Bibles, turn your Bibles to the gospel according to Mark, the gospel of Mark. Uh, we're going to still in the uh, in the book of Mark. We've been talking about it. It's quite a bit in the book of Mark. And I'm going to go through the book of Mark. I don't know when I'm going to stop. I'm going to start and I may have to stop and do something else God may call me to do. Uh, but what I wanted to do is try to go through this book of Mark, and I may take it and uh, do, a, do do a little more chapters to to condense it and sort of explain a chapter. But I try to explain it verse by verse because sometimes it's hard to understand when you get a whole lot, and it's easy to understand a little bit at a time. So today we're going to start reading in verse cha- uh, chapter 1 of Mark, Mark 1 and 8. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. A Holy Spirit, somebody, some, some way may read the same thing, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And it says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came to Nazareth of Galilee, of Galilee and was baptized of John in the Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the Spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So with that in mind, Jesus was baptized with John. And this is where we're going to talk about the baptism and what John meant. And actually verse eight, when we go back and look at verse, Jesus said, uh, John said, I indeed will baptize you with water. John was speaking of the water baptism. We're going to talk about that, the submersion, the water baptism. And it says, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And that he's talking about that he is Jesus Christ. Now, we, when we began last week, some of you have been with us last week, we were talking about the baptism for the repentance of sin in verses 1 and uh, 4. Uh, that, that's why John was telling us that our baptism is for the repentance of sin. At that time, he was saying, come and be baptized, repent of your sin, and be baptized in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then in verse 5, he says, all to be baptized. He wanted everyone should be baptized. Uh, baptism is just sign. It's a form. It's a sign. Because when you look at baptism and what baptism is, and a lot of times you have, depending on what con- uh, depending on what denomination you come up in, people got some strange ways of, of dealing with this baptism or what they say the baptism is. Some may do is do this sprinkling thing. They'll take and throw the water in your face and sprinkle. We realize that with a baby baptism, sometimes a baby too small to go into the water, a baby really not if you just cover the baby nose that he doesn't swallow water, dunk the baby down and bring the baby up. You can baptize. But a lot of times in some of the uh, ceremonies, you know, because it's in church, 
They just, they don't really baptize. They don't really dig in water. And really, baptize is uh, an understanding. And that is a baby. You can't really understand. Until you come into really understanding who Jesus Christ is, the baptism that you take uh, as uh, a believer, you must understand why you're doing it. And let's first of all say baptism. Baptism is immersion or a dipping of a believer in water symbolizing the complete renewal and change in a believer's life. Now, when we be baptized or when you go to be baptized, many times we, uh, you that have not been saved, if you have been saved and if you have not been baptized, it is something you can still do at a, a later age. It's not something. Sometimes when older, so I don't want to be baptized because you see the young uh, people when they get saved, they go up to be baptized. And old folks think, well, I don't need to be baptized. Well, it's a sign to show the burial and resurrection and, and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That is the purpose of the baptism. That's what the symbol, symbolically it is done for. And it shows you saying, I recognize what Jesus done for me. And I stand in recognition of, of what Jesus has done for me. And this is why I become baptized. Now, uh, testifying to the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as a way of salvation. When you do the baptiz baptism, you, 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 you testify to the death, burial, and resurrection of of Jesus Christ as a way of salvation because that's the way of salvation. There's only one way by a man can come unto heaven and that's through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Buddha can't get you there. Muhammad can't get you there. Jehovah can't get you there. None of that can get you to heaven. That's just, I don't care what they say. Their propaganda, the propaganda, the false teachings are teaching something other than what the Bible says and that's what Mark here is saying, and that's what John is saying through. He's saying that he's recognizing you baptized for your sins. The only way you could be forgiven of your sins is asking Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins because he's the one that paid the price. Remember, there was only one that paid the price on the cross. And even though he was God, uh, God the Son, he also was God. You know, because sometimes, you know, I ran into a group this week, and they're trying to explain to me Jesus was the Son. He wasn't God. He didn't have equalness to God. Yes, he did. Jesus was the same as the Holy Spirit. It's the triune God. It's one God that exists in three different persons. God, the personage of the Godhead, is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, because God, Jesus was in heaven with God. Because I mean, but the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. In John one and one, and it said the Word was God. And so Jesus was always in the beginning with God. He was always with God, even from the beginning. Because even when it said, "Let us make man," if you go back to uh, uh, Genesis three, and it says, "Let man make, let us make man in our image." Why would God say "our" if He was by Himself? I mean, he could say, let God make, let us make man in my image because I am by myself. So I say in my, because it's just me. But when he said, let us make God and let us make man in our image, there's an hour to meaning there's more than one. Meaning it's God, the father, God, the son, and certainly God, the Holy Spirit. Because remember it says, and the spirit hovered over the waters. Remember, because God made changes. So we have to become a little bit more astute to what we understand about the Bible so that we can clearly tell others about the Bible. But this baptism, and when the Greek word, word for it is baptismos, meaning immersed, dipped, or submersed. So 
with baptism, there's a submersion means going underwater. You got to go like a submarine. You know, a submarine submerges itself and travels underwater. Don't go on top of the water. It's a submersion. And then it says dip. Dip means down in, too. Whether you dip a head down or you dip a body down, because remember, Jesus was dunked down, submerged. He was put down in the water, and he said straightway when he came out the water. Remember, he came up out the water. He came up. He, he had to come up out the water. It says that, and it came to pass in those days when Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized from John according. It says, and straightway coming up out the water, straightway coming up out the water, meaning he was down submerged in the water. He didn't just come there. And I know sometimes I've seen some of these Jesus story. You got a few of them out there. The people, you'll write the story of Jesus. And some of them shows that John took a cup and poured water over there. No, 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 no. That's some stuff that someone's trying to uh, make a line up with the dogma of their, of their belief. And dogma is something that you might believe to your own beliefs, but it has nothing to do with what with, with historical theology. It's called dogma theology, and it's not historical theology, and it's not systematical theology. You know, and it's not and it's not exegesis theology. It's not what it's supposed to be. And so we got to understand those things. So it said in verse ten again. It says, "And straightway cometh out of the water, cometh up out of the water." He saw the heavens open and the spirit like an a dove ascended upon him. So this is this baptism that you and I uh, should take part in if you become born again. If you and that's uh, baptism is only for born again believers. It's only for believers that have accepted Jesus Christ. Baptism is just not for somebody to be baptized. That's not a form of just uh, something to do. Baptism is understanding, as I said. And is a renewing. It's a symbolically of complete renewing and change in a believer's life. When we, when you know, and, and most times, you know, now uh, we go down baptized as a as a as a wet uh, as a dry center, and we come up about the water uh, uh, as a as a wet center because we don't change. Because remember, it says that old things are passed off. Behold, all things are new. You're a new creature in Christ. In Corinthians, it says we supposed to become new. We supposed to be renewed. The the, the immersions and the acknowledgement of the of the of the death, the burial, and the resurrection is when you you're dying to your sins and you be renewing yourself when you come out of the water to the renewness of life that Jesus Christ gave us of the resurrection power that He gave us once He was resurrected. Once He was resurrected, there was power given to us. Remember, He gave it to us in Acts. He gave us power that we can do the things that we need to do as believers. And that's when we come connected with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We become connected with him. And another thing, you know, John also, you know, John, when John baptized Jesus, Jesus was not a sinner. For anyone that don't, don't, don't maybe not know the story, Jesus was not a sinner. Jesus never was a sinner. He took sins of men's sins upon himself, but he was not a sinner. He took men's sins upon himself. And when he was baptized, it was a sign to show that the baptism was to fulfill the word of God that we would have a something to uh, to, to, to symbolize by how we become baptized as he was baptized. So you need to understand that that's what baptism is. It's it's it's, it's giving it's, it's going down, giving up of self. And she's supposed to rise up through the baptism with the newness of Christ. 
Now, back in the day, that's, you know, that's, that's what they do. And today, we do the same thing. And many times, many people don't want to get baptized. Some people accept the Lord at a late age and say, do you want to be baptized? Now, nah, I don't want to be baptized. Well, you don't know. That's a symbol that you show the world and you show your family, you show your friends that you are identified with Christ. That's what the baptism is, an identifi- identification with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, identifying, like I said again, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that's why that makes that so unique, and it makes it so unique for us to uh, uh, go, go through that baptism. Now, Jesus said uh, uh, his own baptism was to be a fulfillment of all righteousness. If you have your Bibles out there, if you got your Bibles, let's go back and look at this real quick. And uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, chapter uh, 3, and we're going to take a, a, a look at that. And... Uh, uh, Matthew 3 and 15, and we're going to take a look at that verse. And Jesus even told them that this is what the reason why he did it. Uh, he did this for a reason. Uh, and Matthew, I got a couple Bibles. I'm going to go back to my other one here. Matthew 3 and 15, it says, um, and Jesus answered, uh, let's go back up to verse 13. I'll read down into it. It says, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me. John was saying, I realize who you are, Jesus Christ, and the power that you have and the baptism that you have, because remember, Jesus had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John is dealing with this baptism of the, recon- uh, of the recognizing us as Christians, uh, b- believers, with the recognize of the, the, the death, burial, and resurrection of the, of the water baptism. Remember, G- John said, I baptize over Mark with water, but one cometh after me baptized with the Holy Spirit. He that will baptize with the Spirit. He's talking of Jesus. And then in 15 it says, verse 15 it says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. You know, he's telling John, he said, John, suffer what you do, because what you do, it's according to what the Bible has written and what the prophets has spoken. You would be the one, the messenger, the forerunner before me, proclaiming my coming. And with you proclaiming my coming, then uh, suffer because, you. yes, you know who I am, but suffer to do what God has commissioned you to do. And that's his to baptize me. John, remember John, and you remember John uh, when, when, when Jesus was being born and and, and John's mother Mary went to Elizabeth, and uh, they recognized that um, recognized that Jesus, uh, that who John the Baptist was, that he was being born, uh, Zachariah's dad. And uh, we have to sometimes kind of look at the Bible in a whole picture to see what's going on. And uh, and uh, and it says, "Suffer it to be so now, for thus is cometh us to." It says. It says, uh, so now, for this is become us to fulfill all righteousness. He said, it is for me to do this, so it fulfills all righteousness, because the righteousness is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and the righteousness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we would receive later is the righteousness Jesus Christ is, is coming 
into the fruition of his ministry. John, he came to start his ministry, being baptized of John to 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 be, to to, uh, to to set out to start his ministry. We're going to talk about it later, like n later next week or whatever. You know, after John baptizing, you know, Jesus was tempted forty days and forty nights. He was tempted, and uh, he was tempted in the devil. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, on next week, but right now we're talking about this baptism, and, and Jesus having this baptism, and the baptism that that John gave was the baptism in recognition of Jesus. But Jesus have the 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 the, the spirit that would, when we he baptizes us, we be baptized with the spirit, and we become born again, connected to him through the baptizing of the spirit of God into our lives, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we're going to get in that. And then, you know, we study the Holy Spirit is to help us understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, through studying the Holy Spirit, we can find that out. Uh, in John 1 and, and John 1 and 33, let's go to John 1 and 33. And uh, we're going to look at another passage of Scripture. John and 1 and 33. Um, you can hear me flipping my pages because I'm turning to it. John 1 and 33, it says, um, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same says unto me, Come whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remain on him. And the same is he that baptized with the Holy Ghost. Jesus is one that's going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. John is saying he is the one. The Spirit in, in, in individual lives will show some difference. When we receive the Spirit of the Holy Spirit in life, it should show some change, and it should show some difference. Because now we're talking about Jesus being baptized. Here is the Holy Spirit. He, has a, he is bringing us to the point of this Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit. And, 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 and we should show some differences. There should be some manifestations of some differences in our lives when we're uh, uh, born again. Uh, and, and the problem with the church sometimes, there's no difference. We think that once we get baptized, we just stay the same. You know, I, I'm just me. Remember, I was so-and-so, and I'm the same old so-and-so. No, you ain't supposed to be the same old guy you was, the same old person you was prior to being baptized because you should have a change in your demeanor. You should have a change in who you are. But sometimes you have a bad personality. You know what I mean? You, you know, that might have been you, but you had a bad personality. Well, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit's supposed to help that personality, help you be a better person. So you can't be the same old person you used to be. So let's look at the, 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 the life, uh, the differences. If you got your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 8, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 17, and the change that came upon Philip them at the time uh, that it was. That's Acts uh, chapter 8 and verse uh, 12. We're going to read through 17. It says, but when they baptized Philip as he preached, it says, but when they believed Philip as they preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized, meaning men and women was baptized. And I'm glad the Bible said that because a lot of times it just says men this and men that. And women are included, boy, girls, and children, and everybody was baptized that believe. And it says believe, Philip. Believe what he preached. To believe concerning the kingdom of God. That's the thing about being baptized, being baptized in the spirit, and even baptized when you get baptized. It's a belief and that you're standing for Jesus Christ and what he represented. It says, then, Sian, then uh, Simeon, 
Uh, Salmon himself also believed, Simon also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done, meaning the power of God in their lives and the miracles and the changing and the things they were doing as they began to minister the word of God. And then they began to minister the word of God. This is the change of this spirit that comes into us. It says, and now when apostles who were at Jerusalem heard uh, Sumerians had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, remember Peter and John, to them, whom when they were come down, prayed for them, and they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, this one receiving of the Holy Spirit here is not the Pentecost receiving of the Holy Spirit. It's a recognizing of them being the new believers in the church coming together, the Jews and the, and the, and the Gentiles and uncircumcised uh, 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 Sumerians here, uh, that when they came and they uh, here in Samaria, when they became uh, believers, this a recognizing of them receiving something. But we know that at the, in Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell on us for all times in Pentecost, at the, at the day of Pentecost. Then it says, when they had come, they prayed, they prayed for them, and they might receive the Holy Spirit. It says, for as yet he had fallen, he hadn't fallen upon none of them. See, the Holy Spirit had not fell upon them at this time. It was just a, it was a manifestation at that time, but it wasn't the upfilling of the body of Christ when, the, when we're filled at Pentecost. It says, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord. They had laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And it says they, they received it. They received of the Holy Spirit. So when uh, we look at that, this is this indwelling of this spirit in ourselves and our body. There's an indwelling that you get when you become accept Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus Christ, the spirit of God comes into you immediately. The spirit comes into a person's life at conversion. When you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you become uh, 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 filled with this Holy Spirit because there's no degree of filling. You know, people try to say, well, you can be more filled than us. The Holy Spirit is the same. Holy Spirit, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has its place. Now, your faith can become stronger. Your faith can become more uh, 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 intense on putting your faith and trust in God that allows you to do uh, greater things than somebody that may be a little less faith. And that not, because remember, Jesus talked about the degree of faith and not the degree of how much Holy Spirit you got. Every man was given a measure of faith. We're all given a measure of faith and the same measure was given a measure of the, the spirit of God in our lives, that who we are and what we believe and what we trust. And if we certainly follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, certainly believe our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we would be where we need to be. And we wouldn't have to be uh, sometimes uh, going back and forth because the Holy Spirit deals with the Holy Spirit is a gift which comes with salvation. And let's go to Acts 2 because I'm talking about baptism, but I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit here too. So if you go to Acts chapter 2, let's turn back and go to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to cover this and we're going to go to break. After this, we're going we're gonna to have a quick break. 
Uh, but when we go to Acts chapter 8, and I'm um, excuse me, Acts chapter 2, and let's go to verse 38. And um, let's, that's not like, let's read into that. I'll read 37. It says, when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the disciples, men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay, they asked question, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent. I'm asking what you want to do. Are you out there that if you're in sin, repent. That's what you do. You need to repent. I don't care who you are, who you think you are, who you might want to be. But if you're in sin, you need to repent. Because God cannot bless a sinner. He cannot bless you if you don't repent of your sins. And you're walking around with sin in your heart and with, and, 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 and with malice in your heart. The Bible says, be angry, but not sin, not, not getting, they said, don't let the, uh, uh, the sun go down on your wrath. Many of us go to bed mad with each other, go to bed with mad. I'm trying myself personally not to be mad about anything. I have a whole lot of things. I have a business and a whole lot of things come upon me and come at me sometimes. I'm trying to learn to say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you in this that I'm not going to be mad at somebody. I'm not going to be upset at somebody. I'm not going to be taking this with me because Peter says you got to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, that's not, not say that you can't be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because, you know, they said that in Matthew. And some say, well, now it's in, in the name of Jesus Christ. It's just a reckoning of recognizing of what Jesus Christ did on the cross is why we say get baptized in the name of Jesus because that is that's that's a part apple because I'm being baptized in the name of Jesus but I'm also when I got baptized I said baptize me in the Father Son and the Holy Spirit because I ain't leaving out nothing and in the name of Jesus because Jesus was in the beginning with God and God was with Jesus you can't separate the two and they don't separate so you just can't say Jesus you got to keep God in the picture too says, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins. We know we we were remissions of our sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says, once you confess your sins and once you, uh, 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 that you that, uh, for the remission of sin, ask for your forgiveness. When Jesus come into your heart, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and repent of his sins and come into your heart, at that point, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive him at the time of conversion. There ain't no tally wagon. You ain't got to go up there and tagger. And, 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 and some folks say you got to come up there and tarry until you speak. Now, you don't, you don't have to speak in tongue. Tongue is not just a sign. The Holy Spirit don't have to speak in tongue. The Holy Spirit is a divine part of the Godhead, and it has absolutely, it will has, I'm not going to say absolutely, I'll say it just doesn't mean that you have to speak in tongue to have the Holy Spirit. You get the Holy Spirit at the time of accepting Jesus, because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit cannot be separated. How do you separate them? How do you separate and tell somebody, well, you just accepted Jesus, but you don't have the Holy Spirit yet? Nah, that ain't, that, that's, that's not, that's, it's impossibility. They come together, and we're going to go a little bit at and we're going to talk about that in John. We're going to say, Jesus said, I'll give you a comfort. I'll leave you a comfort that's going to bear with you always. He's the Spirit of truth. He said, Father, going to send him, and I'm going to pray. So I'm going to show you those three verses to tie this in so you can see the Holy Spirit you get at the time of conversion. But we're going to do that when we come back from break. Attention builders and contractors, Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training 
and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art, three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Biblical Living Live. We've been talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about baptism, but we, we want to clarify baptism and the submersion of water, what John did, and the difference of the baptize, baptism of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit, and the baptism is the clothing of oneself uh, in, in Jesus Christ. But we're going to talk about uh, now, I'm going to talk about Jesus' baptism of the new, uh, uh, to the new Christians uh, by uh the, by the Holy Spirit presenting the power in them. And if you got your Bibles, let's go to John uh, chapter 14. Uh, 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 that's St. That's John, uh, not first or second, that's St. John 14. And I often use this because people just don't realize, and sometimes we don't realize that people are telling us we can't get the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit, and I think they miss misunderstanding in John 14 and let's read uh, verses 16 and 17 and I'll tie this in for 16 and 17 this is Jesus speaking um, uh, matter of fact let's go back to 15 because it clarifies the Holy Spirit will come and Jesus talking here about the Holy Spirit is coming and who the Holy Spirit is going to come upon it says if you love me Jesus said if you love me see the first part if you love Jesus Christ you're going to confess Jesus Christ as your Savior then you're going to confess him as your Lord Many of them say, well, Jesus is my Savior, but is Jesus Lord of your life? If Jesus is not Lord of your life, you don't love him. Because in order to love him, he must become Lord over your life. Because he must become first in your life. So when he becomes first in your life, he's Lord over your life. And then he can control your life and he can help you in your life. Because when he's not in control, you're in control. And when you're in control, you're in a mess. Because your mess, you can't always throw on Jesus. Lord, help me out of my mess. No, sometimes you got to go through your mess because you got you in your mess. Because you didn't allow him to be Lord over your life. So this is what Jesus is telling him. This is Jesus speaking. He said, if you love me. Keep my command. Jesus, keep my command. Because the greatest of the two commandments, what's the greatest of the two commandments? To love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, all thy soul, and all thy heart. And the second is what? Second is unto them, love thy neighbor thyself, meaning love mankind as thyself. Because remember what Jesus said? If you love them that love you, I mean, what good is that? You know? because you should love the unlovables that don't, don't love you because you're supposed to show what? The love of God loves everybody, and that's the love that we should show. We're all short, come up short. Now, I come up short in that area, too. So I'm not saying that you just do. I do, too. We all come up short. We all need to work more. But we need to know, listen to what Jesus said. Then listen to what he said after that. He said, he said, love me, keep my commandments. Then he told him, he said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another covenant. Jesus said, my prayers and my prayer is to give you. He said, my prayer. He didn't say prayers. He didn't say no more than one. He said, my prayer, meaning what my prayer is, 
And it's in Jesus prayers. Don't come back void. Jesus, what he states, don't come back void. God's word is true. He says, and I will pray just that simple. He said, I'm going to give it right to the Lord. I'm going to pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. He shall abide in you forever. When Jesus died on the cross, he asked the Father, he prayed it, that when I die, that they will have this experience, this, this, this Pentecostal experience, this, from that experience. We don't have to have another Pentecostal experience because that was experience at that time. Because we don't need another pair of consoles. We don't need another Calvary experience. We don't need another baby Jesus born. All that is history. There ain't no waters being parted. People talk about miracles. Somebody show me some parting of the water. Somebody just thank you got some power. Go down to Detroit River. Let's all get down there with the cameras. I'll bring the radio show down there. We'll sit down there. We'll watch you part of the Detroit River and walk over onto Canada. I love to see that. And I tell you, you ain't got no power. Only power we got is the power God has to do in our lives what we want to do. God has all power. We have a power that's given. God has all power. But he has given us a measure of power to live by through the Holy Spirit if he works in our lives. And then 17, listen to verse 17. It says, even the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive. See, reason why some people can't receive the acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit, they of the world. He said, even the he said, whom the world cannot see, meaning when you're worldly and you're thinking on the worldly and you're trying to figure it out in your head and you have not given it, you not love Jesus Christ, don't love him, love him and keeping his commandments because that's where we find the truth in our faith. Our faith is in loving God and keeping God's commandments. That's where our faith grows and that's where we grow as a body of Christ. That's who we should be. Then it says, cannot receive him. It said, the world can't receive him. See, many people can't receive the understanding of the Holy Spirit and don't understand that. You don't have to pray in tongue to have the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters. All that chitty chat and, and jetty wat and what you're doing and, and, and all that stuff. And, you know, we doing and prayer and what we're doing. And the Bible does says, be yourself from your holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And that's in Jude. Yeah, I know that too. That's scripture. But my point of it is, some of us have gone. We're in, we're, we're in prayer revivals, praying for somebody to get Get, get, get blessed from to be blessed of God to to be cured cured of cured of cancer. We need to be on agreement. The Bible says a place of agreement is a place of power. And if you're playing in spirit and I'm playing in English, we ain't on agreement because my, because your spiritual prayer can be taking you anywhere, wherever your soulish body take it. But when we say the same thing, we're in agreement. We're walking in agreement, and that's the difference. That's the difference in when we pray. We ought to pray what we pray and an understanding. Paul said, I'd rather pray five words than 10,000 words in tongue of understanding. Why would Paul say that? Because he knew that we need to pray with agreement. And in a place of power, is a place of agreement is a place of power. We need to agree on what we're praying about and have an understanding. Then it says, because it sees him not, neither knows him. See, the world does not see him nor know him. They don't know, but ye, it says, but you know him. You know him. You that are born again believers supposed to know the Lord. You should know the Holy Spirit working in your life. You should know him. You should know the relationship that you have with him. You should know to put him ahead of all that you do that when you go to God, you trust in the Holy Spirit that will lead, guide, and govern you. And I'll get you that scripture in a minute because I want you to show that, that that's what the Holy Spirit job is that indwells you, to take care of what we can't take care of. And if we allow him to do that, we would be in as many messes. And it's says he for the he dwells with you 
and shall be in you. Jesus said he shall dwell with you and be in with you. Now let's go down to verse 26. Because Jesus makes it even more plain. Matter of fact, we're going to re read 25. I don't want to read all of it because Jesus is still talking. And 25 says, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Jesus said, I'm present with you at the time. I'm speaking to you. We're not present with Jesus, but Holy Spirit helps us to be in connection with Jesus. And this is the reason why. Then it says in 26, John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. See, Jesus said first, he said, I'll pray the Father send him. Then he said, now that I prayed him, he's done sent him. He will send him in my name. He shall teach you all things. Now, why do we be making the dumb mistakes and messing up like we mess up? He's not teaching us to make these dumb mistakes and these foolish mistakes that we make. The things that we do, that we do foolishly, the mistakes that we make by misspending money, doing the drugs or whatever that we do that come against the, his commandments, to come up against loving him, the loving his temple, which is the holy, this temple, the Holy Spirit dwells in your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, meaning if it's a temple, you cannot violate it. When you violate it, you violate the Holy Spirit. You violate what God would have you to do by keeping it clean, clean as you can. Now, man, I ain't talking about everybody ain't perfect. And I ain't perfect, and we all got a little sin in us. We need to try to get out. But I'm talking about we got to get a handle on the sin in our life because this is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And it says it will teach you all things, and it will bring all things to your remembrance. Jesus said it will bring you everything that you remember. When you need to know what to do, pick up the Bible. He have already wrote everything down in a passage and a scripture that meet, that'll meet your needs that you'll understand. You will know it. You would have it. He said he would teach you all things and bring all things to memory. He said, whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus has spoken to us through the written word. God has spoken to us through the 66 books of the written word, the 66 canon, from Paul's writing to John's writing to, 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 to Peter's writings, to everyone that wrote something in this Bible or had anything to put together, put together in this Bible, this whole book, God, God has set out a road map for us to live by, and the Holy Spirit is supposed to get us through that. And that's why we must use the Holy Spirit in our lives and be uh, baptized in his Holy Spirit. And we get baptized in his Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And that's when you get him. That's when he comes into your life. God has prayed. God, as a matter of fact, I got one more minute, one more second. I'll give you one more scripture, 15, real quick, 15, and I believe it's verse 26. It says, uh, the, it says, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Jesus said he should testify of me. We should be testifying of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because the Holy Spirit would have you testifying of who Jesus is in your life. That's who Jesus is. That's what Jesus does for me. It's not what I do for myself. It's what God does for me. That's this baptism that we all should have, and we should all be proud to be have this baptism. And then we do the water submersion baptism when we become saved. That's a part of what we do for God, to show God through his death, his burial, and his resurrection is a sign of of what we do when we come to Jesus Christ to let Jesus Christ know that we are in connection with you and we are publicly telling people we are in connection with you. 
Oh, man, that's been, been a good message today. Woo, I felt pretty good. I got to go in there for a while. I got excited about this one because I love the Holy Spirit. I love to let him be in charge of my life, and you got to let the Holy Spirit be in charge of your life, too. But, you know, I just want to let everybody out there know, you know, if you've just been struggling, you've been having a rough time, you know, and uh, you're just figuring out what to do, it's a couple of things. One thing is, if you have not confessed to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have not uh, told him to come into your life, the Bible says we have all sinned and come short of the glory. We have all sinned and come come to the glory. We have. In Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is no condemnation to, to them which are in Christ Jesus, whom walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's the Spirit we walk after. Then it says in, in verse 2, it says, For the law of Spirit of life of Jesus, of Jesus Christ has made me free from the sin, from the law of sin and death. You know what I mean? And the Bible says, uh, for, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe on him should not perish but have eternal life. You just got to love him. You got to just accept him. Believe on him. That's all you have to do. Then in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, Thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. It says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you just pray this prayer with me, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Lord, just, I've been a sinner, but Lord, I want to be saved today. Lord, I want to give my life unto you today. I want to change. I want to change. I want to stop doing the things I know that's not right. Just ask God to forgive you of his sins. You said if, you, if I would confess my mouth and believe in my heart in Jesus Christ, I shall be saved. Just believe in Jesus Christ today. And if you've a backslidden today, you can say, Lord, forgive me of my backslidden. Forgive me that I walked away. I want to turn around. I want to come back to you today. And God will accept you. He loves you. And he wants you back into the kingdom of God. In this kingdom of the believers. God loves you. You're saved. You need to get yourself in a good Bible-believing church and Continue to live here with us. We love you here. We want to appreciate you here. But remember, I always say in Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that God is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek God today, my brothers and sisters. As you heard this word, seek God. Seek the Holy Spirit working in your life today. He wants to come in and show you and teach you and bring the things to remembrance that Jesus would have you to know to help you have a better walk, a better talk, and a better blessed life with Jesus Christ as head of our life and Lord of our life. God bless you. Till next week, I'll see ya. Biblical Faith Ministries. Call us at 877-324-8429. That's 877-324-8429. You can also write and send any donations to Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. Again, Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. We want to thank you for tuning in to Biblical Living Live.
churchstaffing.com has hundreds of free job listings for pastors, secretaries, maintenance, and IT. Get a job you truly care about. Go to churchstaffing.com, churchstaffing.com. Would you like an extra $50 this week? Here are the instructions. Take your finger, put it on your smartphone, get the WLQV app from your app store, open the app, and play the scratch-off to win game. It's that easy, and each week we're giving away one $50 cash card. You can play once each day to increase your chances of winning. We know that you'll love our mobile app, so we're ready to give you the sun and the moon to install it. Well, at least a chance to win $50 every week. That's the WLQV mobile app. And don't use a coin to play the scratch-off game. This is your phone. Faith Talk 1500 appreciates our law enforcement officers who put their lives on the line for us every day, and I'm proud to stand with them. I'm attorney Robert Fortunati, and if you run a business or organization, you can make a difference in the life of a police officer. Your business or organization can sponsor the Faith Talk 1500 Adopt-A-Cop Outreach, just like I did. Help us stand with our brave police officers. Call Faith Talk 1500 today, 248-581-1221. Here's the update from The Ideal Depot. It's time for parents to make that all-important decision to pick a school for fall. It can be a money challenge. So here's an answer. A special 60% off tuition voucher from Detroit Christian Schools of Excellence. Your deserving student can enroll at Detroit Christian Schools of Excellence for 60% off. The school is on Greenfield in Detroit, and tuition is usually $3,600. But right now at The Ideal Depot, get the voucher for less than $1,500. That's only at TheIdealDepot.com. There's just 